Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to 48 Hours ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app. Need more true crime in your life? An Audible membership can solve that. Audible is the ultimate destination for thrilling audio entertainment. As an Audible member, you could choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog. Don't miss The Serial Killer's Apprentice by Katherine Ramsland and Tracy Allman. It follows the true story of how Houston's deadliest murder turned a kid into a killer in training. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash 48 hours or text 48 hours to 500-500. That's audible.com slash 48 hours or text 48 hours to 500-500 to try Audible free for 30 days audible.com slash 48 hours. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Right now we're in Pitcher Canyon. It's about four miles south of Wenatchee. It's a place that there's really no reason to be this time of year and this time of night unless you live here. When we think of Pitcher Canyon, anybody who was here in 2010, they're always going to think of the Mackenzie Cowell case. Mackenzie was a senior in high school. She was on the verge of being grown up. This wasn't your normal missing persons case. February 9th of 2010, I last saw her as she packed up her bundles of books and left between 7 and 7.30 in the morning. Kind of made a quick little date. See you tonight for teriyaki burgers. Okay, Dad, love you. So I was expecting her home. Called about 5.40. That's when the phone went straight to her voicemail. It wasn't, it didn't even ring. Of course, you go through different waves of messages. One message will be, call me, I'm concerned. One message will be, now I'm getting irritated you haven't called me back. And then the next message might be, I'm sorry I was irritated. Call me when you can. Maybe something's wrong. Something a little unusual happened here that night. A rancher came down, uh, found a red car here that didn't belong here, and he called it in. The deputy came up here. He ran the license plate. They contacted the registered owner, Reed Cowell. The phone rang and it was a deputy who was asking if I was missing my car. And I told him, yeah, I'm missing my car and the girl that drives it. I said, where's the car? And he told me it was up Pitcher Canyon. So I hopped in the car and headed straight that direction. Here we are driving, it's dark, it's cold. 
when I pulled around the corner, all I saw was the red car with flashing police lights. It was a pretty ominous thing to see. Deputies checked the car, and they found that Mackenzie's purse was inside. Well, that's really not right. Mackenzie doesn't go anywhere without her purse. This is not good. Somebody's messed with her. There was a lot of concern right away that something had happened to Mackenzie. That was just a long, dark, evil, strange night. Mackenzie went missing shortly after 3 p.m. on February 9th. Her body was discovered around 1 o'clock, February 13th, on the banks of the Columbia River. I mean, it just made me cold stone numb. I was just blank. The day that we found Mackenzie and we saw how brutally she'd been murdered, we knew we were in for one tough investigation. The list went on and on. Hold it right there. So many different suspects that we didn't know what to think. I'm Peter Van Sant. Tonight on 48 Hours, Secrets of the River. With the miracle of another spring, the small town of Wenatchee, Washington, nestled in a landscape of endless apple orchards, turns out to celebrate the annual Apple Blossom Parade. But in 2011, one graceful dancer is missing from the festivities, Mackenzie Cowell. She loved to dance, dance, dance. Anywhere we went, she danced. Grocery stores, gas stations, anywhere. If a song came on, she would just break out in a boogie. Mackenzie's father, Reed Cowell, and his fiance, Sandy Francis, cheer on Mackenzie's old high school dance team, the Appalettes. And was she good at it? Oh, she loved it, she loved it. Beautiful. Mackenzie, 17 years old, was five foot eight, strong and beautiful. A young woman with a future at the heart of a family unit that couldn't get enough of each other. We used to call each other on our cell phones. That's how bad it was. Rooms From were... upstairs to downstairs to yeah. argue over whose turn it was to make floats. Yeah. Just to make like Coke floats, root beer floats? Coke what floats were her root favorite. Root beer floats, orange yeah. floats. The family is as authentic as the American West, starting with Reed. He's at home among the soaring Cascade Mountains, rich blue skies, and of course, the orchards of apples. And you felt safe having your family here. We did feel safe. And Mackenzie, a senior in high school, was thriving. She was working to achieve dreams that she created on her own. So her day started at 6.15 in the morning. She had to be out of the door by 7.15. There was also her dance, modeling, and efforts to learn a trade. For that, she came here, the Academy of Hair Design, smack in the middle of downtown Wenatchee. What drew her to that, do you think? I think her modeling and her love of clothes and, you know, the makeup and just primping and being a girl. 
Being a girl was something Mackenzie loved. Her boyfriend, Joaquin Villasano, was smitten. Did you love her? Yeah, I loved her a lot. Did she love him? Absolutely. It was February 9th, 2010. Reed and Mackenzie had planned a father-daughter dinner date at home. The orchards were barren and the cold Columbia rolled through town. Beauty school got out at five o'clock, so I called her about 5.40 to see how close she was. And her cell phone went right to the voicemail, which was pretty weird. Two hours later came that call from police and Reed's desperate ride into darkness and fear. The next morning, Detective John Cruz of the Wenatchee Police Department joined the search for Mackenzie. It got serious pretty quick. Police would trace Mackenzie's last known steps on the day she disappeared. We're at the Academy of Hair Design. Mackenzie Cowell is a student here. It's three o'clock. She's just finished asking one of her co-students, hey, do I have to sign out if I'm just leaving for 15 minutes? Right after that, she leaves out this door right here. This one right here? Right here. She comes up these stairs, and she's recorded on these cameras here. These security cameras on the side of this wall? That's correct. This video, taken by those security cameras, capture the last images of Mackenzie alive. When she got to her car, she sent a text to her boyfriend, Joaquin. She said, hey. Hey. That was the way she greeted you. Yeah. Then, Mackenzie Cowell disappeared. Like she drives off the face of the earth. That's a good way to put it. I'd lay awake at night and, where are you? Everyone, even strangers, was searching for that answer. We just started canvassing any neighborhood. After several days, that was our strength and our hope. Then, four days into it, Reed Cowell got a call from the FBI. But she told me she was so very, very sorry to have to tell me this over the phone. <laughs> but that they had found a body. I didn't know what to say to him. What do you say? In a bend of the mighty Columbia River called Crescent Bar, Mackenzie Cowell lay in the shallow water. And right here in this location, uh, about 15 feet out from here is where Mackenzie's body was located. Douglas County's chief deputy, Robin Wegg, was struck by the brutality of the murder. A combination of strangulation, uh, a blunt force trauma to the head, uh, a, a deep laceration into the neck. And horribly, Mackenzie's killer had attempted to saw off her arm. You could see a knife still stuck into the, the tissue. Uh, a knife was still in her body? Still stuck in, uh, into her shoulder, into the tissue. What did you guys do at that moment? Just stood there and held each other. The police went to work. And after meeting with Mackenzie's boyfriend, they decided to give him a lie detector test. Do you know who killed Mackenzie? And they kept saying that I failed that question. Do you know who killed Mackenzie? No, I didn't. Detectives kept Joaquin in their sights, but the investigation took a dramatic turn when a surprise witness came forward. 
Liz Reed swore she knew who killed Mackenzie Cowell and that the video of Mackenzie leaving the beauty school was not the last recorded image of her alive. Liz swears she saw the murder itself unfold in a chilling videotape. I saw it with my own eyes. Recorded by the killers. A sense of safety is important to everyone, and that's why I want to talk to you about Simply Safe. It's an advanced security system that protects your entire home so you can rest easy. Simply Safe is completely customizable with advanced sensors to detect break ins, fires, floods, and more. You can have 24 7 professional home monitoring for less than $1 a day. So try Simply Safe for 60 days risk free. If you don't love it, you can return your system for a full refund. Plus, we're offering listeners 20% off any new Simply Safe system. When you sign up for Fast Protect Monitoring, don't wait. Visit simplysafe.com slash 48 hours. That's simplysafe.com slash 48 hours. There's no safe like Simply Safe. This podcast is supported by FedEx. FedEx offers fast delivery, more visibility, simple returns, and weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. population on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. With FedEx, you get picture-proof of delivery, ensuring you always know where your package is. Returns are simple with packageless and paperless returns. Plus, FedEx Ground is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. So, what are you waiting for? See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx. The Columbia River held a silent secret about how Mackenzie Cowell, so full of life, had come to rest along the bank at Crescent Bar, some 48 miles from home. It was a violent, violent way to meet your end. And then the attempted dismemberment afterwards, that was probably the most shocking thing. Detective Cruz and Chief Wag sensed the challenge that lay ahead. No stone would go unturned no matter how long it took. But first, a town took time to grieve. We are here today because somebody stole her life. Mackenzie's stunned classmates gathered in the local arena. They did something that only God is allowed to do. The Appalettes danced for their friend, and Reverend Sandy Brown tried to somehow make sense of it all. But we are here today also because no one can steal our memories of her. Mackenzie, we love you. Mackenzie's mother, Wendy Cowell, went on local news and begged for answers. It's important to my family and I for you to bring that person forward. As the hunt for a murderer began, an unprecedented statewide task force of top investigators from around the region Join forces. I think this is probably the biggest investigation the Wenatchee Valley has ever seen. First to be questioned were those who loved Mackenzie most. We interviewed Wendy Reed family members. I would never describe Reed or the mother Wendy as a person of interest in, in this case, but we certainly did look at them. 
But it's got to be somebody that she knew and trusted. I knew that for a fact. I really think I was, like, the number one suspect. Mackenzie's boyfriend, Joaquin, who had failed that one question on a lie detector test, came directly under the police spotlight. So then he asked me, like, three times if I was a gangster. Then I was like, no. And soon, police concluded Joaquin, with an airtight alibi, had lost as much as anyone. Yeah, I loved her a lot. But that was not the case with this man, Joey Fisher, with whom Mackenzie had her problems. Joe Fisher was the boyfriend of Wendy Kell, Mackenzie's mother. Is this potentially the guy? We know that they have uh, this relationship that sometimes involved arguments. She told her mom, it's either him or me. That was the day before she went missing, that they had had a huge fight. They had had a that huge... Was the day before? Yes. Because the next day, after this volatile confrontation, She's she gone. disappears. She's gone. He remained uh, very high interest with it for the task force. In the end, we could find no physical linkage. There was no evidence to tie Joey Fisher to Mackenzie's murder, and he was completely exonerated by police. The investigation into the murder of Mackenzie Cowell was stalled. Two months would pass, and then, from the shadowy side of Wenatchee, an unexpected witness emerged. A walking contradiction named Liz Reed. I am in college full time. I have a straight A GPA. If the cops were here, they'd say, not bad for a drug dealing liar. I'm sure they would say that. When Mackenzie Cowell was doing everything to build an honest life, Liz Reed was doing anything to stay high on OxyContin. I was selling drugs. I was writing bad prescriptions, doctor shopping. To get access to OxyContin? Correct. Liz was also working with the police. You were an informant. Correct. The information Liz Reed gave police sent the investigation of Mackenzie Cowell's murder into overdrive. She began providing us information about two individuals in this area she named names, Sam Cuevas and Emmanuel Saros, nicknamed Buddha. Streetwise, convicted criminals, drug dealers. People Liz Reed hung out with. And she tells a very compelling story that Sam Cuevas and Emmanuel Saros abduct and kill Mackenzie Cal on a bluff near Crescent Bar. Liz Reed told police that Mackenzie died because of a horrible case of mistaken identity. That Cuevas and Buddha murdered Mackenzie because they wrongly thought she was in the drug world too, and a police informant. We choked that bitch to shut her up, and that's what he said. At that moment, Sam Cuevas had basically told you he had murdered Mackenzie Cow. Yes. He said they had to choke her two times because they choked her once they thought she was dead. It was compelling, and that's why we invested so much time and so much resources, because we were excited. 
Liz Reed claims she provided more details to the cops, including a description of the knife allegedly used during the attack. So essentially, you had described the murder weapon exactly. prior to it being made public yes. by anyone. Yes. And come spring, as the orchards came to life again, the task force thought they'd found the killers. And that was the belief of a number of task force members at the time, based on what Miss Reed was telling us. Liz Reed swears she was actually shown a snuff film of Mackenzie Cowell's death. You say the killers told you and they showed you, they showed you a video. Yes. I have to watch somebody be tortured like they did to her and kill her and laugh about it. It never goes away. But as cops investigated Liz's disturbing story, a totally new tip came in about yet another suspect. Someone Mackenzie saw every day, a classmate at her beauty school. I think he was fascinated with serial killers. He certainly was uh, fascinated with death. He's a dangerous man. The investigation into the murder of Mackenzie Cowell had dragged on for seven months. We later found out that that information was not true. Police task force investigators had come to distrust their star informant, Liz Reed. I'm sensing that she's not being truthful. And what of that gruesome murder video? Cops spent months looking for it. We found nothing. We found nothing that was a video of this murder. Under pressure, Liz then threw the entire investigation upside down. She retracted her story of seeing a snuff film of Cuevas and Buddha murdering Mackenzie. You completely changed your story. I did. Liz says she felt threatened by police. That they were going to charge me with murder. You were frightened? You were terrified? I was terrified. I'm like, my God, you're going to get taken over there and charged with something to do with killing this girl. But cops say Liz was never a suspect, just a desperate informant with a made-up story. Can Liz Reed be trusted? No, I think we've proven that. Investigators were frustrated. Months passed. I think you have faith that they'll find him. They will eventually, it may take a while. Spring slowly ripened into summer when police got that intriguing new lead. Uh, he's walking northbound in the alley? Northbound toward Yakima Street. You know, we didn't even know Chris Wilson. Christopher Wilson was a classmate of McKenzie's at the Academy of Hair Design. There she is walking right across the parking lot. Police speculate Chris and McKenzie had decided to meet that the brutal killing occurred only minutes after Mackenzie left their beauty school, after her classmate Chris came out that same back door. We show them leaving 72 seconds apart. You know, we're less than three blocks from there, three short blocks to his apartment from here. Just who is Chris Wilson? That question would end up on the front page. Artist, musician, had done some artwork and photography that might strike some as dark. CBS News consultant Jefferson Robbins is an investigative reporter for the local paper, The Wenatchee World. 
he'd come to know everything about Chris Wilson. He has a tattoo of Hannibal Lecter on his arm. Hannibal Lecter being in the Silence of the Lambs, the serial killer. Correct. He didn't fit into the Wenatchee norm. If he would have been in a big city in Seattle, New York, or Portland, he would have been a non-event. Kathleen Zorns, Chris's mother, contends her son isn't dark or evil. He's just different. What's a Hannibal Lecter tattoo? It's not a, an insight into his soul. I don't believe so, no. I mean, Chris isn't so bizarre. It's just that it's such a normal little town where everyone looks just the same. Amelia Savage is Chris's best friend. She agrees he's guilty of being an eccentric, artsy kid in a small town. He's not a perfect person, but he's a good person. So it was seemingly out of the blue that friends and family were told Chris wasn't just different, he was potentially dangerous. Was he fascinated with, with the dead, with serial killers? No. <laughs> you laugh. It, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. And compounding their disbelief was the source of the letter to investigators suggesting Chris Wilson might be a killer. Theo Keyes is yet another troubled police informant, a man who served jail time, had been a friend of Chris Wilson, and had a reported history of mental illness. He wrote the letter while he was in jail for exposing himself to a barista. In that jailhouse letter, Theo wrote that Chris Wilson had an interest in dead bodies and serial killers. We don't pick people to provide information to us. We take information that comes in. Theo Keys, we treat it exactly the same as Liz Reed. Investigators came to see Chris Wilson as a deeply troubled misfit, whose obsessive fascination with death, they claimed, led him to work in a funeral home. There are thousands of people working in funeral homes across the country. That's a profession. But it wouldn't be Chris's tattoo or work in a funeral parlor that made him the prime suspect in Mackenzie's murder. It would be forensic evidence discovered by investigators along the muddy river bank at Crescent Bar. What led us to Chris Wilson was DNA evidence. His YSTR DNA was on a piece of duct tape that also had Mackenzie's blood that was by Mackenzie's body. It wasn't that he was different, it was his DNA. Chris had given police a swab of his DNA on August 11th. Although not totally conclusive, the crime lab determined the DNA on the duct tape could belong to Chris Wilson. That's when Chris got the grilling of a lifetime. Chris, have you been to Crescent Bar? No, I haven't been to Crescent Bar. Well, you know, your DNA was. And at that point, he goes ahead and says, I don't see how that could be, and I want a lawyer. I tell him, Chris, you're under arrest for the murder of Mackenzie Cowell. No emotion. Absolute flat lie. No reaction at all? Zero. Eight months after Mackenzie Cowell's car was found abandoned, Chris Wilson appeared in court. And there he is standing at the table in front of the judge. And I just went, that's him? No. That can't be. How could that guy have killed Mackenzie? Chris Wilson was charged with the murder of Mackenzie Cowell. The charge here, sir, is murder in the second degree. How do you plead? 
And when you made eye contact with him? Chris Wilson does not make eye contact with anyone. Kathleen, you are passionate in your belief in Chris's innocence, correct? That is correct. In fact, Kathleen says that at the time police believed Mackenzie was being murdered, Chris was with her, picking up a plate of cupcakes. He was perfectly normal, fine, happy. He was the Chris as you would have seen on any other day. Any other day. Any other day. The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Don't waste time on apps that don't work. Babbel's conversation-based teaching prepares you for real-life situations. And studies from Yale, Michigan State University, and others continue to prove Babbel is better. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash truecrime. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash truecrime, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash truecrime. Rules and restrictions may apply. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. All the promise, all the grace that defines 17-year-old Mackenzie Cowell's life had been stolen. Yet her spirit still inspired a community. Mackenzie, we love you. She was full of life. She was just going a mile a minute and, and taking life full blast. A task force. We collected swab samples of A town. No one can steal our memories of her. A father kept Mackenzie's memory alive. I think of all the things that we did down here, swimming and running and sometimes just sitting. But now was the time for justice and hopefully answers to unbearable questions. I would like to talk to this guy. You know, why'd you take Mackenzie? Chris Wilson declaring his innocence was headed to trial. Is this a winnable case in your opinion? It's a very winnable case. Because, investigators say, the DNA on that duct tape was just the start of the case. This is uh, what we determined was the residence for Chris Wilson. Let's head inside. Okay. Chief Wag's task force combed over every inch of it. When they started spraying the luminol, they found what turned out to be a fairly substantial stain that they were sure was blood. And it was right in this area right in here. The cops cut the stained carpet. Then, a small, bloody patch was tested for DNA. It came back exclusively as Mackenzie Cowell's blood, and it was a substantial stain. 
So, Chief, what do you believe happened in this apartment? Uh, this is where Mackenzie Cow was murdered by Chris Wilson. Then there was this. Pretty plain. A controversial video of Chris Wilson. Video means get away, is it clean? Taken by his friend, Tessa Skyleman. In the video, shot as Chris moved out of apartment 28, the two friends seem concerned that it's neat and clean, so Chris could get his security deposit back. Chris would later explain the carpet was damaged during a party. Does it look clean? Clean for, for what happening? Clean considering? Yeah, it's clean considering. But police allege Wilson was checking for blood. She zooms right on the carpet where that blood is. The police task force is now certain that Mackenzie Cowell's blood was here, soaked deep into the carpet in apartment 28 where Chris Wilson lived at the time of the murder. The question that now defines this case is, how did her blood get here? We have a whole list of things that make this look very suspicious. Washington State's own John Henry Brown, hired by Chris's mother, is among the most high-powered lawyers anywhere. His clients have ranged from Robert Bales, the American soldier who pled guilty to mass murder in Afghanistan, to serial killer Ted Bundy, to the barefoot bandit Colton Harris Moore. Now add Chris Wilson. Chris is clearly kind of the classic uh, underdog, and that always is attractive to us. Together with co-counsel Emma Scanlon, he is crafting a strategy that it's not Chris Wilson who is guilty, it's law enforcement of unspeakable corruption. I'm saying to avoid professional embarrassment, they did whatever it took. Including, allege these two lawyers, somehow planting Mackenzie's blood in Chris's apartment. This is Wenatchee. They do things like that. John Henry Brown's attitude about Wenatchee goes way back. Allegations about sexual abuse of children. It was the mid-90s. Dozens of people were charged with child sexual abuse. Most were convicted, wrongfully it turned out, until a young John Henry Brown succeeded in having some of the cases dropped or overturned. It was completely false, made up, uh, what's become known as the Wenatchee witch hunt. You don't like that when your investigators are accused of things that seem to be baseless. Gary Reason was the prosecutor then, going up against John Henry Brown in the child sex abuse scandal. And he is the prosecutor now against Chris Wilson. Mr. Brown uh, likes cases that are high visibility. He likes publicity in his cases. What bothers law enforcement most isn't Brown's dramatic flair. There's no evidence that the blood was planted. The blood was left there by Mackenzie Cal when Chris Wilson murdered her. Remember, Mackenzie's jugular vein had been cut. And Brown argues there should have been blood discovered all over Chris's apartment. How do you explain that? He was interested and infatuated with the, the serial killer Dexter, the serious Dexter. Dexter is the hit Showtime series where the killer often brings his victim into a room draped in plastic to keep the crime scene clean. You know, he very well could have had plastic down on the floor. We just don't know. But why was Mackenzie in Chris's apartment? Police believe they'd become friends. 
no way swears Chris's mother. They weren't friends on Facebook, on MySpace. In your opinion, is there a campaign against your son? I believe there is a conspiracy to frame him, yes. And I'll tell you this, that's nuts. DNA evidence led us to Chris Wilson, and the DNA evidence tied him to Mackenzie Cowell. If Chris Wilson did not <clears throat> murder Mackenzie Cowell, who did? Sam Cuevas and Emmanuel Saros. Sam Cuevas and Emmanuel Budaceros, those two small-time drug dealers Liz Reed once swore confessed to her. Liz changed her story yet again and now told Chris Wilson's lawyers her tale about seeing that videotape of Mackenzie's murder. And she was prepared to testify under oath that it was all true. You're certain what you saw was the death of Mackenzie Cowell yes. on video? Yes. Liz Reed was now slated to be the star defense lawyer's star witness. But Chris Wilson still had one big problem. Mackenzie Cowell's blood is in Chris Wilson's apartment, and you can't explain how it got there. Well, yeah, it's very difficult to convince a jury that evidence has been planted, but we are going to attempt to do that. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Mackenzie Cowell's bedroom hasn't changed much since she last slept peacefully. Time frozen in teenage photos. Her Appalette's outfit ready for the next dance. The life, she was it's full of life and joy and happiness and kindness. Um, her and her dad had so much fun together. She loved her dad dearly. But here in Wenatchee, there were two families waiting for answers to the mysterious murder, each with very different versions of justice for Chris Wilson. He is anxious for trial. He wants to tell his side of the story. The famous lawyer and the longtime DA were primed. Then, in a stunning development, Gary Reeson made Wilson the offer of a lifetime, plead guilty to manslaughter and serve only six and a half years in prison. I indicated, yeah, if he'd plead to that, um, I would recommend that we do that, take that offer. Were you in any way intimidated by the fact that Brown was on this case? Well, I, I don't think so. But if Wilson was a killer, a very sweet deal now lay on the table. If I was innocent, I'd take that deal. 
he said it wouldn't matter if they offered him six months, six years, six days. He is not going to plead to something he did not do. Chris Wilson turned down the DA's offer. The trial was on, and Liz Reed's story now had a new twist that threatened the prosecutor's claim that Mackenzie was killed in Chris Wilson's apartment. We're heading to the Overlook. Liz claims Mackenzie was actually murdered on this secluded bluff and that she can prove it. Is there any doubt in your mind that where we stand right now is where Mackenzie died? None. Liz says that Buda Saros demanded she come here to find a ring ripped from Mackenzie's hand during the killing. It was smashed, it was bent a little, but it was a ring. This is the ring Liz says she found on the bluff. Attorney John Henry Brown says it matches the ring seen in this picture of Mackenzie. If true, Brown says Chris Wilson is an innocent man. I personally took that ring that she found. I showed it to Reed Kell, I showed it to Wendy Kell, I showed it to Mackenzie's boyfriend. None of them recognized that ring at all. Where is Mackenzie's ring? If that's not Mackenzie's ring, you bring her ring into court. They don't have it because that is her ring. Police concluded it wasn't Mackenzie's ring and that Sam Cuevas and Emmanuel Budaceros had zero to do with the disappearance or death of Mackenzie Cowell. I don't know Mackenzie Cowell. Never met her, never seen her. This is Emmanuel Budaceros. Want to throw a rock? After we tried for a year and a half to meet him, he finally surfaced. Well, this is a liar, that's all I know. She, she just likes to take innocent people down for, for no reason. At the time, Buddha was working an honest job and said Liz Reed's accusations damaged him badly. I go to a grocery store, they look at me like, like, you know, like I'm a killer or something. They just stare at me. And Buddha swears the cops got it right. There was never any video of Mackenzie being murdered. No, I don't have nothing to do with Mackenzie Cow's murder. It was Chris Wilson alone who would be tried for murder. It's too late to take a plea. That's correct. Chris Wilson, are you there? Yes. I spoke with Chris Wilson about the extraordinary moments that were about to unfold in a Wenatchee courtroom. What was your relationship with Mackenzie Cow? There was absolutely no relationship at all. You never had coffee with her, never took her out on a date? Nothing, and we've never had a conversation, ever. Chris, did you kill Mackenzie Cowell? No, I did not kill Mackenzie Cowell. But a jury would decide that, and the members of that jury were now being selected. That's when all hell broke loose. Hey, Reed. When we got the jury questionnaires back, I believe it was 80 to 85% of them said, uh, no, he's absolutely guilty. There is no way in hell he will get a fair trial here. It was the 11th hour and 59 minutes. Suddenly, Chris Wilson was getting cold feet. The veteran DA and the star defense lawyer once again talked plea bargain. So was this a done deal? No, because they have to talk to the family. Reed Cowell and Sandy Francis, who had lived every day for Mackenzie, made their way through a courthouse in chaos. So uh, what's going on? Plea bargain but it also includes a written statement that I did this. I kidnapped her and I murdered her. 
So it's it's. In Judge John Bridges' packed courtroom, a community gathered. You may be seated. Thank you. Chris Wilson accepted a sentence far longer than the first deal, 14 years in prison, in exchange for agreeing to these words. Mr. Wilson, it reads, this is my statement. I also did recklessly cause the death of Mackenzie Cowell by strangulation and by stabbing her with a knife. Uh, Mr. Wilson, is that your statement? Yes. And are are those the things that you did? Yes. But Wilson would tell 48 Hours he pauses at this moment in the courtroom. Are those the things that you did? Yes. Because the deal was based on a lie and that he took it only to avoid a longer sentence. Did you almost say no? Absolutely. Do you believe you were framed? Framed by law enforcement? Yes. Am I happy that Chris Wilson's jail for 14 years? Absolutely. Do I wish it was 40? Absolutely. But just why did the DA offer a deal? I had no evidence to prove Mr. Wilson was in there with Miss Cal when that blood was deposited. The judicial dance was over. Our job is to keep our community safe, and we know that we are sending the killer to prison today. The anguish and questions were not. In open court, Chris just pled guilty mm -hmm. on three counts. He do you did. believe him? No. I'm his mom. I do not believe him. Then, two proud women who had lost what they valued most shared the humanity they had left. Sorry. I'm sorry. Jefferson Robbins told the tale on the front page. Reed and Sandy headed home, past the gentle orchards. As the Columbia River rolled on, whispering the name Mackenzie. I have a really nice wind chime out in the front yard. And when that wind chime goes off, I think it's her talking to me. And I don't always think about her as being gone. I still think about her as though she's still around. Less than a year after accepting the plea deal, Chris Wilson filed a motion to withdraw his guilty plea. Are those the things that you did? He contends his plea was not voluntary. Wilson claims he entered into the plea bargain without fully understanding the consequences, how much time he would ultimately serve in prison. Chris Wilson was released from prison in December 2023. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to the 48 Hours podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey. On a summer night, Douglas Wagg Jr. lay motionless across a strip of railroad tracks before being struck by an oncoming train. 
I'm investigative journalist Delia D'Ambra, and my investigation into exactly how Doug died took me into the depths of a bizarre mystery. It was really hard to understand what was fact and what wasn't. A mystery that has led me from one suspicious death to another. Listen to CounterClock now, wherever you listen to podcasts. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings early and ad-free on Wondery Plus.